Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. My name is Graham Baldwin. We are on episode 97. This is the place to be to learn all about how to build your speaking business. And so today we got a great episode for you about how to find speaking gigs and connect with potential decision makers using LinkedIn. And so we're going to be talking about that in just a couple minutes. Before we get into it, let me quickly remind you, if you haven't already, you got to register for the Speaker Lab Summit. You can go over to thespeakerlabsummit.com. Now, at the time of uh, that you're listening to this, the summit is happening. Like, we're, it's going on right now. You've already actually missed a couple of days if you haven't already registered yet. And, and if you haven't registered, what, what are you waiting for? I've been telling you about it for weeks now. Come on. So here's the deal. We have gathered over 40 of the best speakers on the planet. I mean, top of the top, cream of the crop. Did you like that? That was totally unintentional, but I'm pretty proud of that. Top of the top, cream of the top, cream of the... Ah, man. You did it once and then you can't get it back, Right. Anyway, all right, so we have did uh, interviews with people like Michael and Amy Port, uh, Tim Sanders, John Acuff, Pat Flynn, Mark Sanborn, Joe Calloway, Ken Davis, Pam Slim, Josh Shipp, Scott Stratton, James Clear, Rory Vaden, Casey Graham, Scott McCain, Chris Brogan, Ray Edwards, Dory Clark, Bob Berg, John Corcoran. I mean, we're talking like, again, just some really top-notch speakers. John Gordon, Andy Andrews, Dan Miller, Jeff Goins, John Lee Dumas, Brian Harris, Chandler Bolt, Chris Ducker. So basically, what we have done here is we've interviewed these 40 plus speakers just to hear how have you built your speaking business? What's working for you? How do you build and create and deliver a great talk? Uh, How are you building your business beyond the stage? So we have taken all of their insights and wisdom and knowledge and put them together in the Speaker Lab Summit. And you can actually watch their interviews. You can watch each of these videos and these trainings for free by again, going over to thespeakerlabsummit.com. Now I'll tell you, each of their videos will only be up for a couple of days. And so if you're smart, you're going to jump on this like right now. Like just pause the recording, go to thespeakerlabsummit.com, pick up your free recording, and that's going to get you access to those free ones. For Again, they're up just for a few days. So when this is over, this ends September the 23rd, which coincidentally happens to be my birthday. All right, so I'm expecting lots of presents from you. But on that date, September the 23rd, all of these will end. And so you will miss out if you don't watch the videos before then. So September the 23rd, you want to pick up your free ticket before then by going over to thespeakerlabsummit.com. All right, so let's get into today's conversation. Today, we're going to be talking with my buddy, uh, Josh Turner. Josh is the guy that really knows a ton about all things LinkedIn. Now, I've got a lot of questions that come in from speakers, people that are members of the Speaker Lab community and, and our, our Facebook group and our Booked and Paid to Speak students. And they're going, okay, Grant, is it possible to use LinkedIn for finding speaking engagements, for booking speaking engagements, for connecting with decision makers? Uh, and I got to be honest, I, I always just say, like, I, I don't know, actually, because I've never really used LinkedIn. I'm not, I, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. I just, I've never really done much 
with it. So Josh is a guy that really knows LinkedIn well. So that's why I wanted to bring him on here. So we talk about uh, the mistake that a lot of people make when using LinkedIn for finding speaking gigs. We talk about how to use LinkedIn as a relationship tool. Uh, We also talk about how to find potential decision makers and clients on LinkedIn how to make that initial connection with a decision maker without being annoying. We talk about how you transition to talking about what you offer as a speaker, and then also how you can use LinkedIn ads to find gigs. So we really get into a lot of stuff related to LinkedIn today. So uh, let's get right into it. Here's my conversation with Josh Turner. Enjoy. What's up, my friends? Grant Baldwin here. Hey, today I'm joined by my buddy, Josh Turner, who is the founder and creator of a company called Linked Selling and runs a course and, and community all about uh, called Linked University, teaching uh, LinkedIn. Now, this is something that I get a lot of questions about from speakers going, can I use LinkedIn to find speaking engagements or to potentially connect with decision makers? And I got to be honest, like I know squat about LinkedIn. It's something I probably signed up for an account years ago and get hammered with emails and just never did anything with it. So I was like, all right, we got to bring in the guy that really knows this stuff. And Josh is definitely that guy. So Josh, why don't we start by just giving us kind of a high level view of your business, what it is that you do, and then also how did you get into the LinkedIn world? Sure, man. So uh, first off, thanks for having me here. I really appreciate it. How did I get into this stuff? So in 2009, I was working for a construction and manufacturing company running their finance department. And that company was hit really hard by the downturn in the economy, forced to shut our doors. And I was more or less out of a job and thinking to myself, do I want to go start doing my own thing, which I'd really been itching to do for a while or go get another job. And so, you know, as you can probably guess, I went and started doing my own thing. And at the time I was working as an outsourced CFO. So I knew like, no, I know finance stuff. I'm going to try my hand at being a consultant, helping people with finance stuff. And so from 2010 to 2011, that's what I did. And one of the ways that I grew that business was by utilizing LinkedIn to connect with prospects in my market. So I was just helping small business owners in St. Louis. And so I was connecting with those people. I was putting content in front of them. I was messaging them and just staying top of mind. And it was really the one thing that allowed me to get a couple clients in the door to keep the lights on. Because you know, if you're at that stage when you're just starting your business, like sometimes there's like a critical couple of months where if things go your way, it can work out. And if it doesn't, then it's like, it doesn't. Right. Uh, I was fortunate enough that it did. And the work that I was doing on LinkedIn was the reason why. And a couple of my clients that I was helping with finance and spreadsheets and stuff had saw the work that I was doing on LinkedIn and to market my own business and asked me if I could help them do the same. So I ended up doing that for one of those clients, basically setting up a LinkedIn marketing campaign for them. And it went exceptionally well. They generated, at this point in time, this company has been a client of mine for several years now. They've generated over $20 million in revenue wow. from the one campaign that we created for them. And so I knew that with the success of that campaign, that we had something special that was going to work for more than just my business because that was a manufacturing company. Yeah. I was like, this might work for everybody. So I built linkedselling.com in 2011 and the phone just kept ringing. And, you know, we started getting clients in the UK and in Australia and all over the world in all sorts of industries. They were hiring us to help them use LinkedIn to generate leads and appointments. So 
Fast forward 2012, we built Linked University, which is our online training program because we realized that there is a whole world of people out there that aren't at a place yet where they can just hire us to do it for them, which is, you know, it's a somewhat high level service. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have anything to serve those people. So we created Linked University, which is our training program that teaches people how to do what we do for our clients. And so since then, our business has grown you know, quite a bit. We have an awesome team of folks. About half our company is in St. Louis, Missouri. And then uh, we have a, a lot of people virtually now too as we've grown. And just working hard to do great work for our clients and make a difference, man. So that's it. I dig it. All right. So let's start from the beginning here, just in terms of how we can use LinkedIn to ideally get speaking gigs. And I know you and I actually were just talking offline and you said just the other day you had someone ask you that exact question of how do I use LinkedIn for speaking gigs? So let's just kind of start with a big picture of LinkedIn because there's certainly going to be people that are super familiar with it. Some people that have no idea what it is and everything in between. So what exactly is LinkedIn and how is it used? I mean, essentially, it's a social network for businesses. And people, most people use it as an online Rolodex of business contacts. And people that are more proactive use it as a, a marketing tool. So what I mean by that is that most people have a profile set up that's just sitting there. It's really not doing anything for them. And they check in every once in a while to see who viewed their profile and see if they got any connection requests and maybe look at some content or something. And that's about it. And then there's a smaller section of people that are using it to proactively put their name in front of new people, connect with new prospects, distribute content, get people to sign up for their webinars, all those kinds of things. And that's the stuff that we really like to focus on and help people with. And so what would be the process of that? So if I'm on LinkedIn and I've got an account there and I'm looking for speaking gigs and I come across someone who runs some type of conference that I think I could be a good fit for, like what would be the process of then reaching out to them without stalking them? Yeah, I mean, because you don't want to just like harass people. I mean, that's what gives LinkedIn a bad name. I did a co-branded webinar with Chris Brogan a couple years ago. And one of the things he said was that, you know, he doesn't really like LinkedIn because it's just a bunch of leg humpers. (laughs) And for him, that was like what LinkedIn appeared to be because he wasn't using it for much, but he constantly had people connecting with him and trying to send him messages and pitching him and just all this salesy promotional stuff. And the unfortunate thing is that LinkedIn in some circles has a bad reputation because a lot of people are doing that stuff. And then other people see that and think like somehow that's what you should be doing to try and get business off of LinkedIn. And it really couldn't be further from the truth. Like the people that are doing that kind of stuff, they're getting next to zero results. Like, yeah, maybe every once in a while, you know, a blind squirrel finds a nut, Sure, but it's just annoying the shit out of people really. And instead what we recommend and what we've seen work so much better is to figure out how to build real relationships with people and connect with people and stay in front of them in a way that you would want somebody to keep in contact with you. So the woman who I was speaking with at an event just a few days ago, actually, was wondering how she can use LinkedIn to get more speaking engagements. And she just asked me that question, how can I do it? And my advice to her was that, you know, the thing you don't want to do is what people think you should do, which is I'm going to go on LinkedIn and I'm going to find some meeting planners or I'm going to, you know, find some people that are look like the right kinds of decision makers that could hire me to, to come out and speak at their event or their chamber of commerce or their conference or whatever it is, or just their company. 
and you know, connect with them and tell them how great I am and see if they'd like to have me come out and speak. And it's just not going to work. It's just, they don't know who you are. You don't have credibility with them. And you're just basically like pitching them and spamming them right when you meet them, which is essentially what that is, right? You wouldn't walk up to somebody at a networking event and talk to them like that. You act like a decent person. You ask them about their business. You can share a little about about yours, but you don't just start pitching them and seeing if they have an opportunity for you in the first 10 seconds that you meet them. Right. You're going to build the relationship and earn the right to talk business at some point down the road. And that's the approach that we take with folks with LinkedIn as well. And really with any of these online strategies when it comes to organic relationship building. Now, ads are a totally different play. And I'll talk about what you can do with LinkedIn ads in a minute. I have one great case study that I'll share with you. But with connecting with people and just doing it the organic way, Really what you want to be doing is, yeah, go out and look for a bunch of people that look like they could someday have a need for you and that they might want to have you come out and speak at one of their events. But don't just pitch them right away. Connect with them and build a campaign that's going to keep your name in front of them over time through a few different things. Number one, you know, you're going to want to stay active on LinkedIn with status updates so that your connections kind of are seeing you staying active and don't forget about you. Then every once in a while, maybe every few weeks, maybe once a month, send some piece of content in a personalized one-on-one message to your most high-value prospects that you're connected to. Now, you don't want those messages to be a pitch every month. You want them to be something of, of actual value that you know they're going to find interesting and that might be helpful to them. And then every once in a while, it could be something that is content you've put together. It could be hey, I was just speaking at this event last month and I put together kind of a breakdown of the things I talked about and I thought you might be interested in and send it to them, a link to an article or maybe a video of you speaking at an event just to kind of keep your name in front of them. So the strategy is going to be uniquely different for everybody, but the main thing is find a way to keep your name in front of them because what happens to most people is that you know you go to networking events, you shake people's hands, you meet people at conferences, You connect with people on LinkedIn and you don't have a process for staying in touch with them and keeping your name in front of them over the long haul. And then three months from the time you met them, they might have a need, but they're not going to remember you. But if you're doing a good job of staying in front of them in a way that's not overly pushy and salesy, then they will remember you and things will really, the momentum will start catching and things will start picking up for you. That's really the right way to be using LinkedIn so that you're really building lasting relationships with people and not just pitching people all the time. Yeah. I mean, I think you bring up a lot of great points there in terms of the relationship thing that the speaking is a relationship business and people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And so, and then along the lines of what you're saying at the end there, that part of the challenge of speaking is that oftentimes event planners or someone with internally within a company that's looking for a speaker, they may just be doing that once a year. And so you're just trying to catch them at the right time of year when that's on their radar. You know, So for example, if it is at the time that we're recording this, it's summertime and I have no snow anywhere near me. So if someone shows up at my front door and they're like, hey, we'll shovel your driveway. Well, I don't have a need for that right now. But if they show up in six months and it's we're covered in snow, then yeah, yeah, you're providing a need at that or a solution to the need that I have at that very moment. So I'm curious then, in order to stay top of mind, like why does that have to be done through LinkedIn? Like why can't we just, can that just be done through email or other avenues? Why is LinkedIn effective for staying top of mind? Well, I think that you can do all of the above 
I do in my business, you want to be able to reach prospects in the different places that they're hanging out. The more touch points you can make through different channels, let's call them, Mm -hmm. the more effective you're going to be at rising to the top. And I wouldn't recommend anybody just only do one thing. But the great thing about LinkedIn is that it's like hyper-targeted list building and that you can just go on LinkedIn and you can find the perfect prospect for what you do and connect and build a relationship with that person. Now, can you move that relationship onto your email list? Sure, there are a lot of ways to do that. And I would recommend that people do that as well. But you know, LinkedIn is one way that you can really go out there and get a really, really targeted list of prospects together really quickly that not many other things can afford. I mean, that's why when I started my business, I went so hard down the LinkedIn path because the road to creating content and attracting people through eBooks and stuff like that was when I was just starting, like that seemed like a real uphill battle, Mm -hmm. but I could go on LinkedIn and I could find a thousand perfect prospects right away and get roughly half of them to connect with me. And then I've got a a database of 500 prospects that are perfect for what I do that I can start developing relationships with and nurturing those. Now, the other benefit to LinkedIn is that the messages you send on LinkedIn, they don't hit people's spam folders. They're personalized. They get a very high open rate and a very, very high response rate because people's LinkedIn inboxes, they're not as cluttered as their email. People just aren't getting nearly as many messages on LinkedIn as they do in email. I mean, I have, I don't know what it is, 18,000 connections or something on LinkedIn. And I get a couple messages a day from people, maybe two, three messages a day, something like that. Mm -hmm. In my email, I get hundreds of emails a day. You know, yeah, right. right. It's like to me, that is a one huge reason why keeping a relationship within LinkedIn in, in a lot of cases can make sense because they're going to see every freaking message you send them. So if I'm going on to LinkedIn and let's just play this out. So let's say that I speak in the health and nutrition world. And so I want to find people that are looking for speakers in that space. Is there any type of just search strategies or functionality that I need to be looking for in order to find those type of people? I mean, no matter what industry you're in or who you're going after, the first thing always starts with everything we teach our clients is you need to get really clear on your prospect profile. And that's just what we call understanding who it is that you want to do business with and who you want to be connecting with on LinkedIn, you know? And so like everyone's is going to be different, but if you're a speaker in the health and nutrition space, maybe it could be HR directors in your local area that want to have somebody come out and speak about health and nutrition Mm -hmm. to their employees as part of a wellness program. Maybe you're looking more for conferences that are centered around health and wellness and nutrition and such. And in that case, you would probably you know, need to figure out what are the conferences that you're looking to target and then do some searches for those companies on LinkedIn and you'll find the people there that, that work at those companies. Maybe you want to connect with other people that are also speaking at those kinds of events and build relationships with them. So they could be people that have a, some sort of a complimentary service to what you do so that you're really you're not in competition with each other you're just playing in the same sandbox right building relationships with those people could potentially open more doors and get you more introductions and such too so those are just a few ways that you could go about it 
So once I begin to find some people, again, like you said, the, the mistake that oftentimes we make, whether we're offering speaking or whatever, is we try to just go in for the kill right out of the date. We're trying to seal the deal on the first date. So how should we approach it, especially in that very first point of connection and that first contact of, I want to reach out, I want to build rapport, I want to build that connection, I want to, this is the first step and hopefully a long-term relationship. So what should that first contact look like? Is that a, a private message, a public something? What should that be? I mean, the first step is going to be a connection request where you're reaching out to them to invite them to connect with you on LinkedIn. And the biggest mistake people make is that they don't personalize that message that goes along with that connection request. And so if somebody doesn't know who you are and you just hit the connect button and let that stock message get fired away, your chances of them accepting are really low because it just there's no context there. Right. And some people don't want to connect with people that they don't really know and they're just not comfortable with it. And so what you want to do is include a personal message in there, letting them know why you want to connect with them, you, you know, why you see benefit out of the two of you being connected. And oftentimes it can be as simple as saying, you know, hey, Judy, I came across your profile here on LinkedIn and I, I saw that we have a couple connections in common or you could say, you know, I saw that we're both in the XYZ group and I thought we could benefit from being connected. Thanks, Josh. Something like that can be really simple. So you're really, in that case, you're not even giving them a reason why do you think we could benefit from being connected. You're just letting them know like, oh, I came across your stuff. You know, looks like you're doing cool work. I thought we could benefit from being connected. We got some friends in common. Like a lot of times that's enough just by itself to get a really high acceptance rate because it stands out because the other connection requests they're getting they don't have that because people are freaking lazy or something. I don't know what the problem is, but I get so many connection requests every day. And I mean, 10% of them, 10 to 20% have a personalized message and the rest of them I'm unlikely to accept. Right. Right. So that's really the first step there. Then from there, it's like, okay, well they connect. Well then what? And it's going to be different for everybody. But one of the things I really like to do is just to send a, a nice little note that's, Right after you connect with somebody, just saying like, hey, thanks for connecting. Really looking forward to, you know, staying in touch with you and, and getting to learn a bit more about what you're up to. Something like that. Not a, You're not asking for anything. You're not pitching anything. You're just saying super cool, excited to be connected with you. Well, and one of the things that I like that you referenced there is that uh, it's very, very personalized. And I think we all have a, you know, kind of a BS filter up whenever we get an email or we get a message of some form that does this feel like this was written to me or does this feel like this was written to everybody else and it was just copy and pasted to me? And I think people can tell that. And like you said, if only 10 or 20% of people of the messages that you're personally getting are slightly personalized, then it, it stands out from the crowd because you're going to pay more attention to those. You're going to be more likely to connect with those people. For sure, man. Okay, so uh, one of the things that you had referenced a couple times is having like a campaign. So is that something that's internal within LinkedIn or is that just kind of the way you're processing, okay, I'm connected with this person and now what's the process for building that relationship? So here's the, a campaign. So kind of talk us through what, what you mean by sure. that. Yeah, so LinkedIn doesn't have something called a campaign that you just like go in and set up and you know it generates business for you. Right. I'm just speaking about a campaign in more of the generic sense. And what I mean by it is that you need to look at what are your business objectives and who's your target market and what's the best way to get those things to come together. And specifically within LinkedIn, we're usually talking about a combination of a multiple month messaging campaign, where for a number of months, I mean, potentially 
years, you are sending personalized messages to people staying in front of them in some way that creates a relationship and that provides value to those people and has a direct tie to your business objective of positioning you as somebody that they should be paying attention to, somebody that knows your stuff and that they know what you do so that when the right opportunity crosses their plate, they'll think of you. And sometimes you can slip in a direct call to action once you've earned the right. So if you've spent a couple months providing good value to people and just building the, the, some rapport and some relationship with somebody you've connected to, there's nothing wrong with, you know, a couple months into it, you know, sending them a message saying something like, hey, I've been sending you some stuff and it's been good kind of getting to know a little bit more about you. You know, I thought I would let you know that one of the things that I'm really excited about in my business is X and that, you, you know, just kind of like a little soft pitch about something that you're doing that you're excited about. And it could just be your normal thing that you always do, right? So like right. one of the things I'm excited about is that is speaking to more companies about my 5S framework for health and wellness, you know, whatever your branded terminology is for why your stuff is awesome. And I just realized that like I probably hadn't shared that with you yet. And I just want to let you know about it in case you ever have something come up where that might be of interest. I would love to chat with you about it, right? So you can throw out messages like that every once in a while. So that, you know, if you're sending messages like that to hundreds of people each month, then you'll get some good responses from it, you know? So, but at the end of the day, it's the campaign is just about what are you going to do over time to develop relationships with these people and move a percentage of them into real world relationships where you're going to be able to do business with them? Because that's, that's another thing is that LinkedIn isn't going to close a sale for you. it's a tool right. to connect with people, develop relationships and move them into the real world because it's on the phone. It's sitting in person at the coffee shop. You know, it's, it's those things. That's where the business starts to happen. Right. It right. is a vehicle to help you get there. That makes sense. So let me be devil's advocate for a second. So as you're describing this, so I'm searching all over LinkedIn, trying to find potential clients and people that I want to make all these personalized messages to, and then I'm following up. And I may not see the fruits of my labor for months, maybe even years. And man, Josh, it sounds like a lot of work, dude. Like I just, I just want to be, I just want to speak. I just want to get speaking gigs. So like, give me a, give me a kick in the butt that yes, this is a lot of work, but it sounds like at the end of the day, this can also be extremely effective. Yeah, it can be a lot of work. And I have a couple points to make on that. One is that the reason that our agency exists is because there's a lot of people that don't want to do that work and they hire us to do it for them. But like I said, it's not in the cards for everybody. And our training program teaches people how to do it. And within the training program, we teach people how to carve out a half hour a day, five days a week to implement the systems that we teach. And so if you can carve out a half hour a day to work these strategies, then awesome. Now, even with that, there's some people that say, I still don't want to do this work. I don't want to be messaging hundreds of people each month. That sounds terrible. I don't want to do it. And because of that, and honestly, because we were aiming to make our company more efficient, we're actually rolling out with just a couple of weeks from now. I hadn't even shared this with you, Grant. Well, actually, maybe I did, but we're rolling out in a couple of weeks a platform that automates the most time-intensive pieces of the process so that you really can have these kinds of messaging campaigns running without you having to do the manual work of sending hundreds of messages each month. So I'm really excited about that. I don't have much more to share now about how people can get that, but you know, anybody that is listening to this, if you want to like connect with me on LinkedIn and tell me Grant sent you and you want to know about it, 
uh, then within a couple of weeks, I can probably hook you up with that. Cool. Very cool. Thanks for sharing that. Let's wrap up with this. You touched on at the beginning, we've done a lot of like organic stuff within LinkedIn, but talk to us through LinkedIn ads. Is there a real opportunity there for getting in front of decision makers? What is that like? Yeah, there definitely is. There was an ad following me around for a long time. I'm a member of Entrepreneurs Organization, EO. And there was an ad following me around a long time from a guy who I believe his name is Dave Crenshaw. The only reason I know the name is because his ad was following me around on LinkedIn for so long. And the ad specifically said something like it referenced how he is one of EO's top rated speakers, yada, yada, yada. Come check out more about me and download my XYZ. So he was specifically using LinkedIn ads to target people that were in EO because he knew that they're all businesses doing north of seven figures a year in sales and they're good prospects for his engagements. I mean, he was a professional speaker. That's what he was pitching in this ad. Right. And it was like, you can target on LinkedIn in so many different ways that it can be really effective. If you're trying to get in front of a corporate audience of any sort, if you're trying to get in front of HR directors, you know, if you've got a specific type of person that you're trying to reach, if there's a specific industry that you're trying to reach, there are so many ways to use LinkedIn ads to get your message in front of people that it is it's ridiculous. But you know, you, the one thing I would say is that you probably in that case, you could test some ads that just say straight up, like, you know, I can come speak to your organization about these health and wellness principles. And, you know, here's some information and click here if you want to talk to me about having me come out. That is the kind of ad that could work for people that are in market for what you do right now. But it's going to be expensive to generate a lead for that. Right. They still don't know you. I mean, that's like having an ad that goes right to a page to sign up for a consultation for my company. Like we don't market like that because it would be very expensive. What we would do first is we put an offer in front of somebody for them to opt in for an ebook or a webinar or something like that, where we're demonstrating our expertise and building the relationship and people will sign up for that. And then you've got the right then to start doing some email marketing and nurture the relationship further. And LinkedIn ads are an awesome way to do that stuff. And obviously there's a lot of places you can go to advertise like Facebook ads are huge and super effective right now. But don't ignore LinkedIn if you're going after a business market because there are ways you can target and people that you can get in front of with LinkedIn ads that are much more difficult to do on Facebook. Beautiful. Well, uh, Josh, thanks for the time, brother. I appreciate you sharing some of your wisdom and insights. I feel like I've, uh, I've learned a little bit more, at least on how the process works behind the scenes. And cool. uh, it's a lot of uh, great tactics and strategies here. And again, we're just scratching the surface. So I know you got a ton more that you really get into and teach. So if people want to find out more about you, what you've got with Linked University and just your organization, Link Selling, where can we go? Sure. Well, like I said, I would love to connect with anybody that's listening to this. Just, just let me know that Grant sent you so I know who you are. And look me up on LinkedIn. I would say also that the best next step for anybody that really wants to implement what we've talked about today and take it seriously is that we run a masterclass workshop, usually a couple times a week we do it. And it's not some like one hour sales pitch webinar. This is a three hour masterclass workshop. And I would love for anybody that wants to learn more about this stuff and get dive deeper into all the details of how to do it to sign up for that. So I can send you a link for that grant. If you can, what's the best link to give people to go to that? Yeah. People can go to the speaker slash linked, 
thespeakerlab.com slash link. So we'll be sure and uh, throw that in the show notes there and check that out. And again, I mean, we're talking three-hour masterclass. We spent the past half hour just scratching the surface there. So you got six times more of content there that you can find if you're interested in that. So again, check that out over at thespeakerlab.com slash linked. So Josh, thanks for the time, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, this is great, Grant. Thank you. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that conversation, chit chat, chatteroo with Josh Turner. The guy just knows his stuff whenever it comes to LinkedIn. So, hey, like I said, I, the reason we had Josh on is because we get a lot of questions from people that are wondering about LinkedIn and how to use it in their speaking business. So, if you have a topic or a person that you would like for us to interview or talk to or learn more about on the show, then uh, email us. Let us know. We want to hear from you. So, you can reach out over at support at thespeakerlab.com or even better, you can leave your voicemail question by going over to the Speaker Lab. Dot com. You can go to the Ask Grant tab right up there at the top. Leave us your voicemail or send us your question, and we'll try to answer that on an upcoming episode of the show. Hey, let me one more time quickly remind you, definitely pick up your free ticket to the Speaker Lab Summit. you got just a couple days left before those free presentations and talks come down, so you better get on that. Again, that just started yesterday at the time when this episode is released. So if you wait a couple more days, you're going to be missing out. Again, each talk is only going to be up for uh, about 72 hours. So you don't want to miss out on that. Make sure you stop by the speakerlabsummit.com and pick up your free ticket. All right, my friends, that wraps up episode 97. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.